0: Hey there, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda is basically my podcast where I'm talking to you about things I should have, could have, and would have known how I would have done them differently. That's right, sit back, relax, and enjoy my life through my experiences, hoping that you won't make some of the same mistakes of myself and my amazing guest. So sit back, relax, and you can say, child, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. These hello, motherfuckers hello, hello. are trying to kill! Your faces! are are trying to fucking kill me! I'm not going not to Happy Wednesday. We have made it to another week, another day, and another episode of Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. All right, all right, all right. So, oh my God, so much has happened. We're, we're getting toward the end of April. A couple more days. Um, May 1st is on Friday. And May is going to be a really, really big month. I am personally very excited about May. I have a very special announcement that's taking place on Friday. Some of you already know what it is. However, the rest of you have to wait. I'm very excited. I have a whole plan for this launch or this announcement that I'm making. The other thing is uh, Moby. Moby is doing a Moby Talks Digital film that my client D'Angelo Jackson is a part of so that's very very exciting he's actually going to be featured this upcoming episode is about sex and yeah they have some really amazing points that they're going to address so very excited to have him a part of that it's talking about sex work and mobilizing in and really highlighting him in a really big way which is super exciting so be sure to check that out you can check out their Instagram that's at Moby, that's M-O-B-I which is really cool they have a trailer available too on New Now Next which is very exciting so it's been featured on Logo so check out www.newnownext.com and Moby stands for Mobilizing Our Brothers Initiative which is really really cool so I'm really excited that D'Angelo got a chance to be a part of that it's about 15 and 20 minutes You're going to be home Friday. You can definitely check it out. In the past, they've actually featured Queer Eye's Karamo Brown and then also some other incredible people, including Bruma screenwriter Ben Corey Jones. So if you want to check out that trailer, be sure to head over there. The feature they did with D'Angelo actually was behind the scenes of his cover shoot for Office Magazine, which brings me to my next point. May, again, really big month. Shouts out D'Angelo. He's going to be actually covering Office Magazine. So D'Angelo is in the process of transitioning into mainstream high fashion. And this is his first high fashion opportunity. He actually is gracing the cover of a major fashion magazine. It's really cool. An incredible spread. Worked with some incredible people over at Office Magazine. They're doing a contest with if you get your cover early. He's giving out some free stuff and all that jazz. So check out their Instagram, which is at Office Magazine and all that fun stuff. As for me, I need a break. Child, I have been ripping and running since February, probably planting seeds and watering them and watering them. So I kind of want to take a moment to kind of just sit back and rest (laughs) and watch these seeds, you know, grow a little bit. I actually just finished an online class on yesterday. I enrolled in a class that was supposed to take me one month to three months to get through. I completed the class in four and a half days. Like I was determined to get it done. I worked my butt off, and I learned a lot. I learned so much and I've already started, you know, actioning some of the things I've learned and I'm looking forward to actioning it as I further this entrepreneurship and this entrepreneurship of a career that I've created for myself. So really excited about that. Anyways, today, today I thought I would talk about celebrities. And I'm I'm calling this episode shoulda coulda woulda been a celebrity. And I'm actually gonna walk down memory lane and share with you some of the incredible experiences. That I've run across in my interactions with celebrities and this was actually inspired by a post I saw just yesterday one of my followers was referring to well he had posted it's kind of gone viral I guess a little bit I'm sure it's going to get a lot more viral but it's talking about the interview that Oprah Winfrey did with Dennis Rodman years ago where she asked him about his sexuality and people felt that the way that she went about asking him, it was a little pressured and a little bit disrespectful. And it made me remember, you know, meeting Dennis Rodman and how incredible that was. And I said, you know what? I think today I might share with my listeners the different times that I've had the opportunity to meet celebrities. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we'll be back after this. love me no like seriously you love me well apparently you do you keep listening to the podcast well wait i have some great news for you not only do you have to listen to the podcast now you have the opportunity to see me shoot the podcast that's right you can actually watch me live record my podcast every wednesday by following me on BigO. what's BigO is Big this hot new app that allows you to follow your favorite celebrities Celebrities, performers, or even homegirls. It's really easy. Just go to your app store on your phone, download Big O, and follow your favorite, in my case, celebrity or podcast host. My user ID is O'Neal Appeal. That's O N E A L A P P E A L to follow me and find out what's happening throughout my day weekly. I spend about two hours a day on Big O, having a good old time. So go and download the app now. I'll see you there on Big o. B-I-G-O. So it seems like we've already started with Dennis Rodman. So I was just—I'll tell you about that interaction. So I met Dennis Rodman in 2012. Was it 2012? Yes. It was 2012 because I had just, I moved to Miami that year. And while in Miami, my friend uh, Romeo used to always take me to this strip club uh, by the name of Swinging Richards. (laughs) So um, you can guess what Swinging Richards means. I'll give you a second. Let's break up the name of the venue, the name of the strip club by words. Swinging. Richards. Are you with me? Yeah, you got it? Yeah, if if you didn't get it, you'll get it you'll get it by next week. Yeah. <laughs> swinging Richards. So Swinging Richards was a gay strip club, not go-go bar, strip club where Richard was swinging, honey. And we used to go there frequently. I I used to love going to Swinging Richards. Okay. Yes, I, I mean, obviously as I've gotten older and you see the clients I represent, I'm definitely an open-minded individual, but I would go there actually for the food and the drinks. I kid you not. And I've heard that before. (laughs) Actually, Wendy Williams says that, like the best chicken wings are at a strip club. That is not a lie. So I would go there for the chicken wings and drinks or whatever, and actually enjoyed it. So this one particular night, I was at Swinging Richards and granted it was predominantly like targeted, I guess, at gay men. However, a lot of straight women would go there a lot of straight women would go to swinging Richards. So I'm at the bar, and my drink of choice was always a tequila sunrise, because they would make these incredible tequila sunrises, really, really big, and they absolutely tasted incredible. So I'm at the bar, I'm ordering a tequila sunrise, and this man behind me is like, yeah, get me one too. And put it on him. And I'm like, who the hell is ordering a drink on me? Baby, I turned around. I looked up. It was a giant standing above me. It was Dennis Rodman. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, if anybody should buy somebody a drink, you should be buying me a drink. And he ended up getting his drink. I paid for it. He laughed about it, said so he was totally joking, he invited me over to his VIP section. It was him, it was his girlfriend, and some other people. I came over and I brought uh, my friend with me. And I'm looking like, wait, this is Dennis Rodman in, like, this gay strip club? Like, what? Mind blown. So confused. And the go-go dancers, sorry, strippers, came over to our section, and they would dance on me, dance with his girlfriend, but they, he would not allow them to dance on him. And if one tried to dance on him, he would check them. And I was like, wait, so is he gay or is he not gay? And just from his interaction, I, lo- I noticed that he's not gay. He actually would bring his girlfriends there and our girlfriend there, and they were into it. And he was just open minded. So I would run into Dennis at Swinging Richards with his girlfriend all the time, never saw him alone. And he actually started calling me his nephew. So Dennis Rodman actually was called um, my uncle by like the dancers and people there. They would just see us all the time. He would give me stacks of money to tip the guys, buy drinks. I would buy him drinks. He's rolling in my car, giving him a ride home. Like Dennis Rodman is such a cool individual. And I ran into him in LA years later. He remembered me and he calls me nephew. And I call him Uncle Dennis. Dennis is cool as hell. So. Those of you wondering, he's not gay. He's definitely very open-minded. But I would not say that he is a gay man. He's just a really cool individual. I even remember when the whole, like, when he went over to Korea. And I don't watch the news. I find the news very depressing. And he met with their dictator. Not going to say his name. Um, there's a rumor he died. I don't know if that's true or not. That Kim died. just said his name. Anyways. So I'm at the post office you know, shipping off a package and one of the strippers didn't recognize him because he was in clothes, came up to him and was like, what's up with your uncle? And I'm like, excuse me, my uncle, what the hell are you talking about? Because I mean, outside of the club, I didn't call Dennis my uncle. And the guy's like, yeah, like he's all over the news in Korea. Like what's going on? And I'm like, oh, huh? He's like, your uncle Dennis. I'm like, oh, my uncle Dennis. Like, what do you mean? So I go home, I Google it. I find out. So next time I'm with Dennis, I'm like, Dennis, oh my God, like, are you in any of the state? What's going on? And Dennis was like, I'm going to be the reason there's world peace. Like, I'm working on America and, you know, Korea, like, you know, some world peace here. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're so cool. That's my Uncle Dennis. (laughs) We'll be back. This is a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. All right, all right, all right. Hey there. So this is a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. So imagine, I want you to put your imagination cap on with me. Travel back to when you were in elementary school and your teacher was like, put your imaginary cap on. Or was that think cap? same thing. Just put the cap on. Put your cap on and and picture it. Picture our world going through a pandemic and the most powerful leader within our nation announces that we should inject our bodies with bleach, Lysol, and other cleaning materials. Oops, wait. Child, there ain't no shoulda, coulda, woulda. That shit actually happened. Are you serious? People, like, you can't make this up. Please, just just stay stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay indoors. And please, don't be in- injecting your body with bleach, Lysol, or anything else. You can't make this up. I have no words. This has been a moment in shoulda, coulda, woulda. I hope you enjoying the show. grandma just I understand that but it's above me let me please let me it's above me sorry the best restaurant is next door sir the rest of our family I understand that but it's above me all right so now that you all know all about my uncle Dennis (laughs) and our strip club escapades dear god dear god dear god I guess I'll tell you about my next celebrity encounter so this next celebrity that I met actually was the first celebrity I've ever met. And that was Luther Vandross. (laughs) I met Luther Vandross when I was about 15. So in high school, I used to model. So I would frequently come back and forth to New York, which is actually why I ended up moving to New York. I always thought I'd end up in LA, but I signed with an agency here in New York City. So I would come up a few times a year. So in the beginning, when I would first come to New York, my mother would make my older sister come with me. On this particular trip, my older sister came, and as we're boarding the flight, I remember us, you know, when you're boarding a flight, the lines moving all along. That happened way back then, too. Well, I'm not going to say way back then like that, because I ain't that old. I was 15, so it was like the late 90s, early, early 2000s. Into who we're waiting to get to our seat, and the way my sister was standing, I could see this black man. With a do-rag on. And I said, loud and obnoxious, girl, if they're in first class, I know we need to be up here. And when I said it, my sister turned around and looked at me. (laughs) And she moved her body. It's so funny. I'm still picturing this moment. Like, I can picture what I had on, what my sister had on, like, the whole situation. And she moved her body. And I saw this man Slender man looking at me right in my face with facial hair. She goes to wait. That's Luther Vandross. Oh my God, I'm so pissed. It was Luther Vandross giving me a look of bitch. I know you didn't. Yes, he did. Honey, I have seen that look many times from the queens in the bars. And not to be on here spilling Mr. Luther T. But... It looked like Auntie Luther was with her boo. And I'm going to lead it there. And Luther gave me a look like, you tried it, bitch. You tried it. And I shut my ass up and walked my little closet gay ass right onto my seat. Sat on down. And I didn't say a word for the majority of that flight because I was so embarrassed. That was a piece of humble pie for me. Because I've always had this thing about me of like, you know. This air about me—if you know me, you've experienced it. I'm working on it. Hell, I'm embracing it. In your thirties, you embrace that shit. I've—I've learned that in my twenties, when people would say things about me, like "Oh, you come off stuck up," or "Oh, you know, you talk too much," "Oh, you're too effeminate," "Oh, this," "Oh, that," whatever. I always found myself trying to fix it and change it. In my thirties, it's like, "Bitch, bye. Love me for me, or get over it." Because at the end of the day, I have a great heart. I'm a good person. So it is what it is. Shouts out to you that love me in spite of. I love you. And for those of you that are in your 20s still and you have not reached this point of 30, where you're like, embrace me for who I am. I own it. I can't wait for you to turn 30 and you embrace that shit. And when you turn 40, oh God, 40. I hear when you turn 40, it's like, fuck everybody. (laughs) I'm ready to get to my mom's age though, where it's like, you can say whatever you want to say and can't nobody say nothing to you. Yeah, when that happens, baby, you better watch out. Uh another celebrity I met that I guess I look up to, because I do look up to my uncle, my auntie, my auntie Lutha, is Amon. I actually met Amon when um shouts out to Yago. Yago is my chosen sister, one of my closest friends in my New York escapades and journeys after a whole episode about like being fashionably homeless in New York. Because I experienced being fashionably homeless with Yago in New York. Y'all, I'm talking about trains, sneaking in apartments, like trying to find a place to sleep. Whole another story. But Yago had this show called Fash Muse, which is F-A-S-H, fashion, muse, M-U-S, music. And she actually got the opportunity to get Amon on the show. Yago was incredible at getting like these huge celebrities on her show. And when I met Amon, she was so nice. Like she worked with our team first. She definitely rooted for the underdogs because baby, I can't remember no budget, no anything. And she was a champion for, for me and my crew. My cameraman used to work my nerves, Lord Jesus used to work my nerves, but she was very patient with him. And she gave an incredible interview. And I actually think she was nicer to him than me. I think because I was more fabulous. She was like, this fabulous queen is bossing this little man around. Let's be nice to him we'll be back virtual reality is a stimulated experience that can be similar to or completely different from the real world with social distancing and self-quarantine being our new normal creators are finding new ways to virtually socialize join the beauty bunch shavis erin Awaka, and dwight and resident DJs Liquid and DJ Max Damien as we create a virtual evening of rhythm and beauty. Bring the club right to your own home and turn out with us. Music, drinks, food, live performances, and sexy dancers. How does it work? <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Onilapeel Appeal are the real beauty bunch for more details. You don't want to miss this party. Now, you all know that I am a huge, huge Beyonce fan. So, I'm trying to debate. Do I want to tell y'all about Beyonce now, or do I want to talk to you about Kelly Rowland first? Let's do Kelly Rowland. I'm going to say Beyonce, because Beyonce is like... It's a bit... It's... oh, Oh, God. I've never been the one to be starstruck. But, of course, the one person I'd be starstruck for would be Beyonce, right? But, um... Let's just go with Beyonce. Let's just get out of the way. Let's get me being starstruck out of the way so that you can lose all respect for me and then I'll gain your respect through my other stories. Sounds good? So I met Beyonce when I moved to New York. I met her in 2003. I met Beyonce 2003. It was the summer of 2003. It was the week of the VMAs. And <laughs> my friend Brittany in college would actually, she was obsessed with, I think Brittany I wouldn't say Brittany was necessarily obsessed with being an actress. She really wants to be famous. She definitely wants to be famous. And being from Little Rock, I assume that celebrities always rode around in limousines. I assume celebrities always ate at the finest restaurants. Like I didn't think celebrities had like these regular moments. I'm sure there are a few of you out there now still thinking that. Most celebrities have regular moments all the time until they're wanting to like get spotted by the paparazzi, until they want to be in the magazines. Then they're gonna start doing like Stuff to get them, like, noticed. They know what restaurants to go to, where the paparazzi going to be. They know what they can and cannot do. Like, if you want to be a celebrity and live, you know, below the radar, you can totally do that. You don't have to be in the limelight 24-7. Those that are, are doing that on purpose. So, Brittany knew, like, when celebrities had regular moments. So, I remember us walking. We were walking down Central Park South. So, Central Park South is a street right across the street, you know, from the park. And... We passed this building, and Brittany was like, guys, wait. Someone famous is about to come out of this building. And we think thinking, Brittany, girl, you do this all the time. Like, are you serious right now? Like, are we about to do this again? So what do we do? We wait, as usual. We're like, let's give this girl a few minutes, and then we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going on our destination. So we stop, and we wait. And a few minutes go by. And yes, she was right. Somebody was coming out famous. These guys come out. They're obviously security. They're looking both ways, making sure the coast is clear. And then we see this SUV pull up. And then the security motion for this woman to come out. So this lady comes out, and we can see her from behind. She's fairly short, but she's wearing this beautiful gown, and her hair is in this gorgeous top knot. She's a woman of color. And I'm thinking, is it Halle Berry? Like, who is that? Like, who is this woman? Chow. She turned her face, <laughs> and it was Beyonce. It was Beyonce. Giselle knows not Carter yet. She wasn't married, wasn't married yet. It was Beyonce. Giselle knows. She gets in the car and they drive off. So I failed to mention as telling this story. We're with my friend Cleo. We're with Michael and Brittany. Used to love to have me, Cleo, and Michael with her because you know I was always a fashion forward one. Just always happened. So she would, like, walk with me and pretend like I was her publicist or stylist. Michael was her manager. And then Cleo, Cleo's a big guy. Cleo was her security guard. So when we would go places, Cleo big ass, I love you, Cleo, girl, if you're listening, would walk slow as hell, would always be the last one walking, walking slow. In this particular case, when that car drove off, Cleo Berry being the best, 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 best friend I got. Threw down his backpack. And he traced Beyonce's car down. Cleo ran like there was no tomorrow. And he did it for me. Because Cleo know how much I love Beyonce. Y'all, when she pulled that car over. Yes, she pulled the car over. Beyonce pulled the car over. She let down her window. Her cousin Angie was in the car. And Beyonce legit had, I know, a 15-minute conversation with us. Yep. Wait, that's a lie. She didn't have a conversation with Dwight Allen O'Neill. Want to know why? Because Dwight kept saying, oh, my God. You are so beautiful. You are so beat. Beyonce, I love you. Beyonce, I'm the Beyonce the friend group. You are so beautiful. You are so beat. Beyonce, I love you. I'm the Beyonce of the friend group. And she was like, oh, okay, baby. Like, can you say something else? I couldn't find the words, y'all. I couldn't find the words to speak. She stayed there and talked to us until Cleo gonna say, well, who is this? Latavia? Girl, Angie let them wind up so quick and drove off with the fastness. I was like, this boy just tried it. Did he really just call Angie Latavia? If I could have said something else, I could have got them together because I knew it was Angie. <laughs> I'll be back. Hey there. Are you enjoying shoulda, coulda, would <laughs> Well, it seems like you are. So for those of you that want to send me a special message or perhaps share your own shoulda, coulda, woulda moments, you can do so now by emailing me at shoulda coulda, woulda at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U, shoulda, coulda, woulda at gmail.com. Also, if you want to send a special message, perhaps comment, or maybe give a bitch a donation because you know I ain't working, hit me up at www.onilappeal.com don't forget to follow me on instagram at on'illa peel as well and if you're lucky I might delete a friend or two and add you on Facebook I love you for listening and for all the support god bless I have to meet beyonce again I have to make up for like fanning out like that yeah I have to I have to make I have to 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 have to make up for it. I, I, I just have to, I, I'm still embarrassed. <laughs> and then I saw her do an interview that week on MTV and she's talking about, you know, fans have to understand that, you know, sometimes, you know, celebrities are in a rush or they're doing whatever. And like, I feel like she was referring to us because we pulled the car over and I definitely think they were a bit insulted by the whole Latavia comment. Cause it was like, okay, I stopped for you and now you're being shady. Like, are you serious right now? But for Beyonce to pull that car over, like, B, I fucks with you. For real. For real. For real. (laughs) MTV's have the best programming. They really did. Another moment, I actually was in Jamie Foxx's music video for Unforgettable. I'm sorry, Unpredictable. I was an Unpredictable video. And they actually did, remember they used to do MTV making of the video? Well, I was on the episode, and it was on November 1st. It was the day after um, Halloween that we shot it. So I was out partying all the night before, and I actually fell asleep like on the stairs. While my nephews saw the episode of MTV, Unpredictable, and they was like, Uncle, were you in the video? And I had seen the video, and I don't remember seeing myself in that video. I was an extra. Child, Jamie got a close-up of my ass sleeping on the stairs. Jamie was cool, though. He was, like, really funny. He's a lot shorter than I thought he was. Ludacris was in that video, too, because he was featured. And also, Lorenz Tate was on set. So, Ludacris, Lorenz Tate, and Jamie Foxx, three little men. Yeah, they should do the black version of three little men. Isn't there something called three little men? Or is it two men and a baby? Or is it three men and a baby? Well, baby, if they need little men for something, that's three they can get. They were cool as hell, but they were so tiny. And I'm not the tallest man, but I remember them being like itty bitty, itty, itty bitty. Uh, And I promised you guys my Kelly Rowland story. So, Kelly Rowland, I used to work at Sephora in Times Square. And we used to meet, we used to get so many celebrities in there. So, Kelly Rowland would come in and shop for makeup. I actually was convinced at one point Kelly Rowland was actually going to make her own makeup line because she came into the store with two other women. And they were getting, like, all these different samples of foundations. And it's one thing to come in and get samples of foundation to, like, figure out your, your shade. But they were coming in. They were exploring the different textures. They were exploring the different formulas, the color range, the undertones. And the questions they were asking were very intense. And while in the store, my friend Cleo. Cleo, again, Cleo came by. And one thing I love about Cleo. Cleo does not get shy, period. Like, this boy ran and chased Beyonce down, had a full-on conversation with her, was singing for her, like doing all this stuff. And so when he ran to Kelly, he gave very much like, oh, you know, three years back, I met B. Like I couldn't go and talk to her like that because I was helping her and I was working. So I was trying to be professional, but my friends used to always pop by Sephora to see me at work. Like they would always come by my job. Yaga would come do her makeup. Michael and Cleo would come by and just chill. Anywho. So he's talking with Kelly Kelly put him on the phone with Solange. He sang for Solange on the phone. They were just so cool having such a great time. And this particular night, I remember her leaving or whatever, and I ended up helping her buy this incredible blush. They used to have this orange shade blush from Makeup Forever. I'm sure they still have it. And women out there, women of color, if you want to wear blush and you have like Kelly Rowland skin tone, get like a coral or that orangey shade. It is so beautiful on women of color because when women of color blush, it actually, you want to look like you're glowing and that color makes your skin look like you're glowing. I know this isn't about makeup tips, but being a former celebrity makeup artist, I do know a thing or two about being a face. Okay. How you doing? So I just want to share that tip. Anywho, Kelly ended up buying that and you know, yeah, it was really nice. She was cool. Funny thing is she came back to the store the next morning, so Times Square four actually closes at midnight. So I used to clopen quite frequently. What does clopen mean? It means you close and you open. So I would stay at work until midnight and close. And then sometimes I'd be there the next morning at seven or eight to open. I would clopen. <sighs> Those days. My how far I've come. <laughs> But yeah, I would clope in. And Kelly actually came in the next day to make a return with the same outfit on. She did the walk of shame, y'all. And she saw me and she just put her head down. She said, oh, baby, don't say nothing about nothing. I said, girl, your secret's safe with me. <laughs> Until now. We'll be back. The last fight out of here? Yes, sir. You might have to go straight to the airport. Okay. I don't have no luggage. I'm, I'm rolling. But it's better for you to go home than not have luggage. does no, it's not cause I, where y'all coming out there? What's the in your luggage? Oh my God! I've met so many other celebrities. I could be here all day. I actually worked with Kelly again. I ended up booking her for um, the Blatino Awards that I produced back in like 2010. Actually, that was the first time I met D'Angelo too. So he's a trophy boy there. Oof. It's so funny how things like big circular moments—they just reconnect, reconnect, reconnect. Years later, who would have thought i had been his manager? But um. Yeah, Kelly, I met her there. Rasby. I booked him for that. That's my brother, hung out with him. I met Dondria, who was really nice. Fantasia. Oh my God, Fantasia's writer list was so funny. She wanted White Ziffindale, Chicken Wings, and Hennessy. First off, a bar is definitely going to have, you know, Hennessy. But what bar is going to have some freaking White Ziffindale? So I had to sneak white a bottle of White Ziffindale inside the club. And some chicken wings so that she could have that with her writer. Thanks, Fantasia. Thank God I didn't get kicked out. Another honorable mention that I really want to talk about is I did mention I was a makeup artist. But um, Leighton Meester, Leighton Meester is someone incredible that I worked with. And when I did Leighton's makeup for the first time, she had just, the paparazzi, the, the press had just leaked the story that she was born in a Texas federal prison. Yes, she was actually born in prison, and this is why she's so open-minded. And she's probably the one celebrity, one of my favorites that I worked with, because Leighton taught me, or not taught me, but I knew this as well, but she said it verbally. Like Becoming a celebrity made her fans of people's work and not them. She had met so many celebrities that disappointed her with their personalities and them not being that nice that she was like, you know what? I'm a fan of your work. Cause I'm meeting these people and they're disappointing me, but she was incredible. It was really fun. Like I got she chance to do her makeup at her house and like, I would help her get dressed. Like just a sweet, incredible girl next door, Miss and Meester, nothing but love for her. Um, an, a hilarious celebrity encounter was DMX. So I went to the VMAs. We actually snuck into the VMAs and <laughs> I got picked to stand behind DMX when he was presenting Mary J. Blige's performance. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Mary. And I was picked based on my fashionable outfit. But the thing is, they pulled me out of the audience from seeing her performance to have me go step on the red carpet behind him to introduce her, which means I actually missed, ended up missing her performance. However, I was on TV. So when DMX went to walk away, I followed him and his entourage. He had his dog, his pet bull, like, followed him right backstage of the VMAs. And I went to the back, and this man was so out of it. He thought I worked for him. He sent me to get him some water. And security, when we first got ready to go in, security's like, "Who?" Like asking who the people were. He pointed. At me, he go, "Oh, that's my assistant." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm his assistant." We get in. He sends me get water. I go back to the front door. I mean, to the side door, and I call my friends and snuck them all in. So we got a chance to meet so many people, including Mary J. Blige, who. Was not the nicest person. I think she was having a rough night. That was the same year that Britney and Christina and Madonna all kissed. And if you notice that episode of the VMAs, if you catch the reruns, like Mary was making like bad facial expressions the whole night. I think her husband had pissed pissed her off that day. So I'm giving her a pass. I still love me some Mary. Although Mary threw me, you know, I was like, Mary, oh my God, your performance was everything. She was like, who are you? Got me right together. So yeah, that was my experience with Mary J. Blige. I also have met um, Chingy. Oh, my God. Chingy used to go on Sephora as well. Oh, Chingy. Girl. I would drink that man's bath water. That man was fine, fine. (laughs) And another favorite was Naomi Campbell. When I met Naomi Campbell, Naomi Campbell was... Going off on somebody, she was like reading them to filth, and we were like, "Oh my God, Naomi Campbell, baby!" She turned on the classiest smile and wave and hair flip and said, "Oh darling, such a pleasure to meet you. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, thank you so much. You, you, oh, are you a model too?" And then after we went away, went right back to going off on them. I said, "Now that's how you read somebody. You read them, get them together, turn it off, then turn that shit right back on." Anyways. <laughs> That's enough for today. I won't share any more celebrity moments, but I thought I would. I thought it'd be great to, you know, walk down memory lane, you know? So um, today's episode is, you know, you shoulda, coulda, woulda been famous. And I-, I hope that you enjoyed it as I turn on my British accent, um, which is horrible, very, very horrible. But that's all we have for today. And be sure to drop me a line and say hello. Mwah. I love you so much for listening. Wait. That's all we have for today's episode of Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. But guess what? I'll be back next week with a brand new one. Thank you for listening, and God bless.